Welcome to the Unfiltered by Jade, where we get out of the box and dive into topics that are sidelined. I look forward to entertain, educate, and inspire. Feel free to like, share, subscribe, donate, and make everybody know about this. Welcome to the Unfiltered by Jade. Today we have two persons, two of my friends. We're going to speak about, mm, should I change for my spouse? It's a topic that persons have been asking me to speak about. And, you know, I was ifing and butting about the situation, but why not? It's Unfiltered by Jade. So why not talk about something that people want to talk about, right? So I'm going to let them introduce themselves. Hi, guys. Hi. Uh, who should go first? You can tell anybody. Ramane, um, you want to go first? Sure, no problem. I'm Ramane. I'm from Jamaica. Local girl. Um, love God. Love my friends. Love my family. I'm currently working as a student relations officer at the university here. Whoop, whoop. Okay. Adrian? I. My name is Adrian. I'm from Jamaica, but living in the U.S., living in Texas. I'm, I'm a, currently an aircraft structural engineer for the U.S. Army, and that's it. Oh, very good. All right, and my name is Jade, so let's jump right into it. <laughs> so, what does change mean to you? And we're talking about in a relationship setting. What does change mean to you? All right, if I may, Jade. Go right ahead. All right, so change to me is basically adjusting for a better outcome or for your personal development. And it's also compromising in a relationship for a win-win situation and sometimes a win-lose situation, depending on what it is. That's what change is. Mm -hmm. Okay. Adrian? Change for me is... It's kind of like an arbitrary thing. Is that really good or bad? The, it depends on who's on the receiving end of said change. So it's basically just different. Like if, if you're used to one thing, the change will make it different. So it's kind of a simple thing, but that's what it is to me. Okay. Do men and women see change differently? Uh, it's possible. Go on possible i mean men and women see the world differently and it's a possibility that they could also see change differently however i strongly believe that if it's in a partnership it all boils down to common goals values and morals which could be the determining factor as to whether or not both parties see change differently or similarly okay yeah i agree i agree but sometimes it's it's not so much as who sees the change differently, but it's a better question is who adapts better to the change. Yeah, that's a good question. And I think, well, that's, an, <laughs> that, that's a good question. Is change a bad thing? Ramane, you want to go? <laughs> All right, sure. Um, 
the thing is that change will happen naturally throughout the course of anyone's relationship. And then there are other changes that will be, will be harder for both parties or one party. Um, I believe change is good um, when you're making personal adjustments, whether temporarily or permanently, for a positive result or outcome. And it may also be good when there is a compromise for amicability, peace of mind, and a positive turnout. Um, and then change can be bad too, because sometimes you end up betraying who you are at the core, mm -hmm. your values, your norms, your morals. And if that change leaves you feeling no sense of fulfillment or unhappy, then I would classify that change as bad. Yeah, that's that's true. And if I may just add to that, like the, as I said earlier, it really depends on who's on the receiving end of the change, right? Uh, it, mm -hmm. it can also depend on whether or not, or not the change is gradual or if it's sudden, because a sudden change would yield a different reaction than a gradual one, because you, you have time to ease into it, and you know, you know, you understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. As you say about having the time to ease into it, suppose it is that you're into a relationship, and you don't have that time, as in you go into the relationship, and as on the inset of being in that relationship, you're hearing, um, I don't like how you dress. I don't like your weight. I don't like that your, your teeth don't look a particular way. You need to change these right now. Do you think that it's okay just entering something? It's not no gradual change. So as I meet the man, the man is going to tell me, say, I need to change these things about myself. Yeah, but that's why courtship is important because that's the, the trial and error period. Because all of those things that you, well, most of those things that you, you listed earlier would have, that those questions would have been asked while you're courting the person, while you're dating the person. You would, you would realize, oh, all right, this is the this is the way she dresses. Am I okay with this? Is is this something that I'll, I'm willing to live with for the rest of my life? Like all these questions is what you have to ask during courtship before you make that plunge into a really relationship. Can I say that that doesn't always happen in terms of when it is that you're courting? Some people can court and they dress a particular way. And as they get married, they're expected to change. Uh, yes, you're right. But uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tricky situation when marriage comes into play because um, there's something I want to get into after, like further down in one of the questions. But um, continue. Mm -hmm. that, yeah, it, 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 it's, that, that for me is a tricky thing. But yeah, we'll go, we'll go into it. What are some absolutes not? We're not changing it. Absolutes. Uh, All right, so let me start. So some absolutes that we can have is religion. We're not changing on my religious beliefs, right? Um, some absolutes can be, well, for, for some people, some people want to homeschool their children. Some people don't want to homeschool their children. So those are some absolutes for the relationship. Some absolutes for body typing. If it is that um, I want you to go natural. You have been cream all your life now. The person met your cream here and the person going to tell you, you say, no, you have to be natural. Those are some absolutes not going to happen. Um, mm. If it is that, if it is that I don't want to change it, somebody can be forcing you to change those things. Career choices. The person all of a sudden don't like your career choice. I don't want you to do this. Things like those, you're absolutely not going to change it for somebody 
but you will change it for yourself if that's what you want. So what are your absolutes that you're not changing? My right. absolutes are changing. Kind of... Go on. Oh. Well, I'm on the same page as Jade. I mean, um, you can't ask me. <laughs> there are certain things you just can't ask somebody to change. Well, at least for me. You can't ask me. I will come into the relationship. Um, my hair is cream, and then they're going to tell me, oh, I should go natural because um, this is what you believe and how you are growing up with your family and your church and whatever. Um, swaying, trying to sway my belief in God, that's an absolute nuts. And this is why it's so important from the beginning of the relationship to ensure that you're equally yoked because if you're not, it could pose problems further down in the relationship. Um, absolute mm-hmm. nuts for me too is telling me as a working woman that you want me to stay home to be a um stay at home ah that's a good one that's a good one mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. much as i would like to spend a lot of time with my family um that alone would not give me the kind of challenge i'm looking for and I, i'm a person who likes to be challenged on a whole and i believe that's going out and um putting my skills into other things and investing in others is a core part of who I am and so therefore that's an absolute not you can't ask me to be a stay at home or stay at home why not going to work mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right for me uh, yeah for me it's it's more complacency like don't stop doing the things that you know that I like just because in quote unquote you feel your reach. You get me? Still still keep up with me in terms of finances. Still keep up with me in terms of how you look. Like all of those things. Don't get complacent. I hate complacency. Still try to mm-hmm. be better at what you do. But you you um Ramane touched on something <laughs> I wanted to get into, to be honest with you. You were saying Go that ahead. don't ask them to change your faith. And I completely agree but there's a flip side to that coin what if both of us came in this relationship having similar worldviews and everything and then during the marriage like halfway through the marriage you decide okay i'm gonna give you you're gonna give your life to the lord and you're kind of dragging me and irking me if i want to like how do you handle that situation because that's a major change so the fact is we go ahead ramani go ahead to be clear, Adrian, I'm just trying to find out if you mean that you're both unbelievers, let's say, or you're have you're not Christians. Is that it? Are you seeing it on the not, premise of Christianity? Not Christians. Or just we 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 got engaged, got married. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'm a great husband and great father. But mm-hmm. somewhere else, they're saying that okay, I want to give myself to the Lord, and that's fine. And I I supported your decision wholeheartedly, but. You got like uh-huh. serious into the church, like you're coming home late from 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 Bible study and all that, and it's kind of weighing on the marriage. That's a change that you're forcing me to ad- adjust to. Like I'm just putting the the shoe on the other foot. You understand? So uh-huh. you interpret that change. Jade, you want to answer that one? That one is kind of tricky, <laughs> just because I don't believe in imposing on. To get what I'm saying, especially yeah. because um, it's kind of it's a it's a big change in the relationship. So one person has now decided to have a relationship with God and you know change up the way they do things and 
um, they think that it's only fit for the other person to do it. But there's a right and a wrong way to do things, really. Um, the same way you can't just go and impose your religion on other persons who you're trying to witness or to evangelize. Um, you have to. It's kind of the same approach, but it's 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 different too in the relationship because um, this is somebody that you have committed your life to, and you don't really want to um, be or you be saying no passing your place instead of oh because I'm a Christian you may have to come and do this knowing because we have to be on the same level and this is something good and you know this is what I wanted to do now because I'm a Christian I just don't think that's the right approach but you can try to slowly introduce the person to what you are experiencing um you know tell them what you have you what you have um been seeing since you have become a Christian and you know, asking them if they want to, if that's something that they want to do, they try to invite them to church or whatever, or to some activity that happens at church. Slowly try to sensitize them and bring them into it, but don't impose upon the other person. That's that's just what I think. That's true. So so um, so we're saying that all right. So have a conversation with the with the with the partner that you have, and then I want to know is should the other person be submissive to the change? Because, all right, I'm not even going to... Adrian had used the, the whole thing about Christianity or, or mm -hmm. not being a Christian, Christian, but in any other religion, any other religious belief or in any other thing that may happen. It may be uh, the thing of food. That word It may so be the... Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not it going to... I get where Adrian is. I mean, you can introduce people to... But if, if it is that they decide that they don't want to, then it may the create a is, problem. You know, religion drastic change. Yes, yeah, And that's what I'm, about that that's what I'm thinking about it. And I'm saying it is a drastic change because, as, as Adrian said, um, the other person may still be wanting to go party, may still be wanting to do whatever it is. His wife or the husband don't want to go anymore because now they're Christians. The wife may be going to church every minute, really, whatever. The husband don't want to go because he's not a Christian. There becomes a strain now in that marriage. Yeah. There becomes a strain in the relationship. Who is the one that is going to be submissive to? Because if it is that, somebody is not, what is the word? Somebody is not being cooperative or somebody is not trying to be supportive or whatever, we're going to have problems. But then, should a Christian know, should we say, okay, I'm your wife, should I know, follow you and go to the party that you're going to and the husband is, but I don't want to go to church. Um, yeah, it may cause problems with the kids. These things aren't mutually exclusive though. You get me? Because yeah. you, you can have them both. Like, he can go, like, he, he can go with you uh -huh. to church and you can go with him to a party because at the end of the day, what what's, <laughs> then I'm going to want to go to the new party. Most of them don't want to go to no party, and we're not going to make you go party by yourself. Go look for a new girl. So we have the we have a look at things realistically. It even can go in terms of um diet changing. So because yeah. now you decide that you want to be a vegetarian, I want to be vegetarian. No, no, yeah, no. Is, and I don't. The way how you're looking at submission, Jade, is kind of different for me because submission don't mean necessarily dropping your beliefs or just giving up what you believe in entirely to follow the other person. That's not submission. 
Um, in this case, though, in terms of religion and practices and trying to support the other person, even if there is um, some discrepancy as it relates to your belief or disbelief, um, I think that sometimes there's something called agreeing to disagree. Um, mm-hmm. It may be destructive or it may work. Destructive in the sense that um, because you're agreeing to disagree and she's saying, okay, well, I'll keep up with my church practices and he's saying, I don't have no interest in your church practices. I'll keep up with my party thing and my, um, you know, all of those things that goes with that side of life. And she's saying, well, I'm not going to be there. So because you're not doing that, you realize that the relationship, there's, there's a rift in the relationship and a, a distance is being, now being created. And because of that, a lot of things start to break down in the relationship. So your communication is less or your communication may be tense. And, you know, there's always an elephant in the room because now you feel like you can't talk to that person because certain things are going to come up and you're trying to avoid it. So that's something that may happen with agreeing to disagree as well as you could, you know, agree to disagree and respect the other person, but you try, you compromise. Um, and that's, that's something that persons have to practice in a relationship. Um, it's very, very fundamental in relationships. So, okay, um, I am not a Christian and my wife is, and, you know, she enjoys church and whatever, and I love her, so I will support her. And if she invites me to church, I will go with her. Um, because I love her, um, and that's something that I want to do, to see what she's experiencing. Um, in the same way, the wife may say, okay, um, all right, so I'm a Christian and thing, but I will go with you to a social event um, just to be there with you because um, I'm your partner, and you may enjoy it better with me, you know, that kind of thing. So it, it's not black or white here, but those are the possibilities that I'm seeing. I mean, in a perfect world, that's how it should go, but we all know it probably will go. Right, that's right. <laughs> right, that's what I was saying. That the, the first thing that I said was that there could be a rift and distance in create. It could ultimately lead to separation and a relationship or a divorce. Exactly. That is if, if, if you're going, I don't want you to go. I don't want it to go just solely because of me. Because at that point, when you go and we're there, you're just going to complain the entire time. Like, why am I here and this is not good and blah, blah, blah. It, yes. It's vice versa with the man. Well, it depends because not everybody is going to complain. Some persons actually want to do it, even though it's not their thing. Just like any other thing outside of religion, like hobbies and stuff. So let's set for example, um, my, my partner loves football. I'm not a football fan. But football is his thing. So when football match come around, like FIFA and those big leagues, all right, he's going to watch it at a sports bar or whatever, right? And he's all right, I'll come with you because, you know, it's what you love and I just want to be a part of what you're a part of just to see what it is and I'm supporting you. True. Right? True. So it's like- not something that is exclusive to say because it's not everybody that is going to create hell trying to support in what you're doing. And I mean, if something is important to your partner, you ultimately, should it should be important to you, right? Because you're now both 
one. So, I mean, as I said, it's not black and white, but yeah. Yeah. You're right. I, I like, like to support Sophie like- Shades of Grey. <laughs> I like the I like the I like the should be. I like the should be. When I started how I did is because normally you don't see these things happening mm-hmm. in terms of if it is that somebody disagrees on something and, and and as I spoke about in terms of dieting. Um I've heard couples say, Oh no, you can't eat this, you're not eating this here, you can't whatever it is. I change my diet, your diet has to change too. Especially if it is the woman that cooks, yeah, man. No, if it is, yeah. especially if, if it's the woman that cooks, if the woman cooks, she going to cook what she eating and what she has changed her diet to, and everybody has to submit to it or or conform to that because mm-hmm. they, but you know, so, so even if a man don't eat like that, no, I've had a friend she tell me that. she's a vegetarian, so that pretty much makes me a vegetarian. That's his exact words. Exactly, and that's and that's what I'm trying to say. That's why I use the word. You basically have to submit in that in that way. Submit to to it like that. I've been in a situation where I eat something and my husband don't eat it, and I had to cook for me differently from him. Not everybody's gonna do that. Who have time for sitting and cook two two different things at the time? So something is gonna suffer. Somebody's gonna suffer, and generally it is the person who probably has changed. That is going to have the upper hand in things than the person who has not changed. It generally goes like that one third time. That's why has that's and that why is why is key, and that's why gradual change is also key. You have to accept that this person is not going to quit cold turkey and adjust to your lifestyle overnight. You have to be patient with the person. So we're going to go on a quick break and then we're going to come right back after this. Shopping Assistance Jamaica takes the stress away from finding those items you can't locate or purchasing items online or locally. From searching to purchasing to delivery, Shopping Assistance makes it very easy. Contact us at 876-919-5195 or email us at shoppingassistance2015 at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook at The Shopping Assistance, on Instagram at The Shopping Assistance JA, and on Twitter at Shopping Assist 5. Welcome back to the Unfiltered by Jade. We're speaking at Ramane and Adriana. We're speaking about um, changing for our spouse. Should we really change for our spouse? Um, we're speaking about the definite absolute nots. What we're not changing at all for the spouse. Now we're going to talk about perception versus reality. Um, where change is concerned. What it is that in reality really should be changed and what should not. All right. So I've heard... I. I have heard a situation where something as simple as children piercing their ears or not piercing their ears being a big issue in a marriage, right? Or in a relationship. Because, yeah, 
the you know, you talk about it before in that courtship stage. All right, when we have kids, I'm gonna pierce my ears, I'm gonna pierce my children's ears or not. After you get married, no, you can't do that. No, I, I just thought you were just talking or not. I've heard the entire thing of no, we don't want kids, and after marriage, we want kids. So the perception of what it should be like versus the reality of, of what it actually is in terms of the perception and how we're going to change and what really we should change and what shouldn't be changed. Um, that kind of re- reminds me of the religion thing in a sort of way, except that this is now um, something where you both made an agreement before and then one person is basically chickening out on the deal. It's like signing a contract and then the other person just go and, you know, <laughs> forfeit the contract. True. It's a messy situation. Um, because I mean that's something that you agree on, and I'm I'm trying to think about how do you navigate your way through a situation like that? Because it, it can it can be it can be good or it can be really bad. Um, that's why all I, of these conversations have to be revisited before marriage. Yeah, and that is why premarital counseling is also important. But I mean, sometimes people really do make drastic changes in marriage. Like what Jay just said about um the um saying okay I don't want my child to have any piercing and then you know when 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 you have children you have a girl and the mother decide that she wanted a little girl to get a piercing or um anything else or like even having the kids um how do you work through that that is tricky I mean do you go to counseling do you get a, a mediator in that. Do you revisit the, the discussion? I think revisiting the discussion is a good thing because what you're basically trying to do is show the person your point of view and also listening to and accommodating the other person's point of view in a respectable way. And if it is that you don't agree, you should be open to revisiting the idea further down in the relationship. True. That's true. But that's just it, though. Like, yeah. Um. You, you, you brought up premarital counseling, which is, which is an excellent idea for, for anybody that's getting married, right? Because the, the mediator, mm-hmm. the counselor, ask questions that you probably wouldn't ask your fiancé at all. So it's best you, you lay all your cards on the table during premarital counseling. With that being said, what, what if somebody, something changes after you've been through all the counseling, everything mm-hmm. out, and then the person says, oh, well, I don't feel like I want to have kids anymore or because with new information comes new like challenges, new worldviews, right? What if mm-hmm. what if you find out that there's your family has a history of mental illness and you get like a genuine fear that your child might come out having some type of mental illness? Like these things happen, right? So it's more the onus and the, the, the supposed to be understanding and they can go back to counseling again and work through that problem rather than just say, okay, it's a hard no and we're not dealing with it anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I agree. I mean, I agree, but I don't see, I still, I, I, I'm, I'm not sure if I see it working. In ter- I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I still see that marriage working. I mean, there, there may be issues, scenarios where it does, but if it is that this discussion was there. You have your mind set on it. Just, just imagine, Ramani, you ha- or, or, or Adrian, you have your mind set on having a child. You get married. The reality is here now. 
and then you can't have that child anymore. Come on. You're yeah, gonna but... either start looking for a child somewhere, some reason, yeah, because what what it is that's gonna be said, you know, there's a 50-50 chance if that child gets the militant illness or not, you know, you'll never know. That's so true. you're gonna live your life continuing wondering if I had a child, would that child have gotten it or would the child get it? Yeah, but would there, there, there might be a situation like, okay, you wanted to have a child, but what if the person was infertile? Like, it would be the same scenario. You would I was about to say that. I was supposed to say the same thing. Adopt. Adopt. Alternatives. I mean, relationships have split because of this, you know, because of infertility of one party. Right, but I mean, when you got into the marriage, you weren't going into the marriage solely on the basis that you want to have kids together. There are other things that True. that you, that you went to the relationship. Firstly, is accepting the person for who they are and loving that person, choosing to love that person, and saying that you want to spend the rest of your life with them, regardless of whatever situation or challenges that was going to come in the relationship. Whoa. And, there are certain things that are no-nos as we already established in the beginning but when we made those vows to say for better or for worse or sickness and in health those traditional vows that people use in the wedding right this is verbal contract right something that you're establishing before Yourself, God, and man. All right. So, all right. So, my wife is infertile. There's nothing you can do about it. You try IVF, you try IUI, you try everything else. You can't afford a surrogate. Right. And there's no option. Um, the only thing that is left now is you're either export adopting, adopting um, kids or. Or you decide that you're just going to move forward with the reality of not being able to have kids. And then this is when you should decide that counseling is going to be essential because of the trauma that that has now caused in the relationship. So while change is change is tricky and it can be traumatic too, you have to, what is important is how you decide to go forward with what you have and the decision that you make. To move forward, I think that is what that's true. Actually, boils But I think I think relationships are. To, all right, this is my um, worldview on relationships. Right, mm-hmm. they're made on pillars. You know, like you have a you have pillars and beams that support buildings. To me, relationships are made on pillars. What your pillars can be, whatever you want it to be, but that's it. But if one pillar breaks, then the foundation becomes weak. And if another one breaks, then the whole building might topple down. And that's when the relationship ends. That's just how I view relationships. Mm-hmm. If it's if, if well, a part of that pillar, then it's going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. For, yeah, for, that, um, that sounds like the foundation of, of everything, though, because, I mean, the foundation is your foundation of your relationship on the premise that's you cannot, you cannot have kids or you want to, you don't want to have kids. Is that a part of the foundation of the relationship? I know people that, that that's definitely their foundation because they had, a, they had a very bad childhood and they want to like correct that wrong and they want their chance to be the better father. And then he's, mm-hmm. 
he wants that even before her he really wanted that and then if if she had come and said, oh, I'm, I'm infertile, it's going to be a problem. I'm not saying it's going to end the relationship because he can be a father to somebody else, he can adapt. But what I'm saying is that is, it's, it's not going to be the same. Like it, it, the kid, like if you, if you do adapt, right, you love that child regardless, but it's, it's a part of you is still not going to, a part of you will always know that that child isn't truly yours. You understand? So it's kind of, oh, it's going to, yeah but not necessarily be the deal breaker in the relationship. For persons, their perception of something, of how it's going to be, how it's going to look, this nice thing always don't happen like that. So even in the situation of having a child or not having a child, we perceive that getting married. People always say, when we get married, we're going to have children and we're going to go on vacations and we're going to do this and we're going to do that. But reality is COVID, like nobody can go nowhere. The reality <laughs> is a lot of people <laughs> can't have any kids the reality uh-huh. is that some people are going to get fat. The reality is some people are going to change jobs. The reality uh-huh. is not everything is going to be perfect. True. The, the thing is, what, what I realize is people, people base their futures too much on an ideal situation and not a real situation. Yeah. They're too That's idealistic. True. Yeah, if I may, um, when you look at perception versus reality in terms of relationships, for me, perception... There's a saying that goes to the evil that you know. And this demonstrates that the perception of change is that change is impossible. People are usually reluctant to make changes because they're afraid of letting go of what they're accustomed to and venturing into the unknown, which leaves them feeling uncomfortable. And that's why it's so hard for persons to make changes sometimes in the relationship. And the reality of change is that it's uncomfortable and a tough journey. And it has various processes and steps. And the reality of change usually hits you in the face when you're in the midst of the situation. Um, Mm -hmm. But the truth is that in reality, we are evolving beings, which means that we're always changing. And it is very important. It's a very important part of life in order to be molded positively and to move forward in life and to move forward in your relationship. True. The yeah. nature of my job is change, <laughs> to be honest with you. Yeah, I have to move every three years. Mm. So where I live right now, uh, three years from now, well, two more years from now, I'm going to move again to a total different place, right? Mm-hmm. I can get deployed for nine months at a time. So I discussed this with my sponsor. Oh, listen, is this something you can handle? And she, yeah, yeah, she said, she said, yeah, she can handle this. But yeah. when, yeah, I, say, yeah. eh, when mm-hmm. I pack my bags and leave for nine months, it, it might be a whole different scenario. Frame my mind, she said, oh yeah, she can do it, and she already planned it and all of this. But it's just what it's just what it is. She knows that this is the career that I'm in, and we were together before, so. The decision was made and this is what it was so but it gets hard to be honest with you it does get hard she had to suffer through her entire pregnancy yeah part. i mean it's the same here for me i work at a university and there are certain policies that you have to go by every day i deal with students on a very personal level for most part of the day for the most part of the day um and you have different policies that are guided by in the handbook 
I mean, and then somebody comes to you with a unusual case, then you're now forced to deviate from the rules that are there. So, I mean, mm. change is everywhere. You, ha- you just have to make a change because of the situation. Understood. But Adrian, question. How is that working for you? Because yes, you said this is your job and this is what you do. And you know, you, you, you told your spouse, okay, I can't believe it for how much months or whatever it is. When it actually happened and your, your spouse had to go through pregnancy by yourself, she had to do whatever it is. How did it affect you? Because yes, you know, you know, that this is what you have to do, but did it affect you in any way? Yeah, it did. Because it's my. It was my first. It's my first child, right? So I would, would. I would have loved to be there to see like the entire change and everything that was going on. But the reality of the situation is, I couldn't. I had to. First things first, I had to find out she was pregnant in a letter because I was at training, right? Mm. And it, mm. it, it, it weighs heavily on me for mainly because I I I like to help and I I could not help. I mean, I was helping in other like facets but the, the help that I wanted to render I could not do it because I, I would have loved to be there to rub our tummy I'd love to be in the delivery room but I couldn't right wow. and imagine what she went through like I get I went to saw I went to see her the other day and it, it was a big change for me because I've, I had to adjust I had to take care of my son I had to um do all of that but it's a change I welcomed right so but it, the, the, the reality of the situation is I will probably be seeing my family in snapshots, right? So it's going to be like a couple of months later then I'll probably have to go to the field. Then a, a, a year or two here, then I'll probably have to deploy. Yeah, and they, 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 they kind of, we have classes on it. Let's say, listen, when you go, when you, when you, are reintroduced back to your family. Don't think you're going to go back and everything is going to be the same. There's going to be changes because at the end of the day, throughout that entire time that you were absent, she uh-huh. was the disciplinarian and everything. So uh-huh. you're going to have to adjust to her way of doing things. Yes. And yes. You, you, they, they, do, they do their best to prepare you for it, but the reality of the situation is until you're actually there, no preparation. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that that is rough. That is rough. But you know, I salute you and applaud you for it and what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the other the other question is who changes more often in the relationship, men or women? Ha. Ha. <laughs> women for sure. Definitely women. Definitely. Women change more, but men are just easier. You think so? You Listen. think it's easier? Listen, I mean, I, I think <laughs> you know, hold on, you know, so I'm very excited and I'm happy that you mentioned that because I told him nothing don't go like that. He, but he, well, the fact that him realized some said, he must know. <laughs> now, nah, we are just because, okay. Okay. So, I, I okay. I'll give you a, a perfect example. Look right. in your husband's closet and look in your closet and you really see who changed more. <laughs> that's, not, that's not a fair, that's not a fair analogy. That's not a fair no, analogy. No, no. That's not a fair analogy. A man has a wallet for years and you guys have a handbag for every day. 
<laughs> no, yeah. but that, that that's friend, that, that, that money is different. Find something in it. Yeah, that's different. I mean, for me, I personally believe that um, it depends on the dynamics of the relationship. Women change more in the relationship, and there are certain things that factor into that. So, um, when you meet a woman, right, you're dating her and whatever, um, she's that kind of person that you know. Then you, she becomes a wife, and certain things about her start to change, right? And there are certain changes that she has to make because she's a wife. Um, and there are certain changes that the husband has to make, but the wife is expected to make more changes. And then she becomes a mother, and she's now a mother and a wife. And she's given herself to you, and she's given herself to the child, and she's given herself to the family. Right? So she's making all these changes. Um, when you look at that, um, the man doesn't really change much of his life. Um, may he may be expected to step up in terms of breadwinning, right? Providing for the family. Um, but what else does he really do? The mother provides most of the nurturing in the relationship that is kind of typical tell the truth no man they are preached right so the woman makes a lot of changes and her body changes and she has to deal with that change after becoming a mother right um the man the man can the man can adjust or not adjust or can start to like say she's unattractive and she needs to work out but you see, if the man is so keen on having her body changed, and he probably needs to pay for a mommy makeover. Go ahead. The woman changes more. Go ahead. The, that, that's just what you. you change more, but we adjust better to change than women. I don't think so. You know, I, I think you can think put a so. woman in any situation and she can she can adjust to it. Yes. No, I don't yes. think so. Yes. No. And the mere no. you don't think so? changes no. more means that the woman she makes adjustments better. She adjusts better because a woman, let me tell you something, when a woman says she now does something, you know, it's not going to be done. That's exactly. It. No. Right? A, man, so, a man will always compromise for a woman. Yes, but I'm saying what that the fact that the woman decides to make so many... All right, let me get a joke. Let me get a joke. I absolutely, positively hate washing pots. Me wash a million dishes. I do not like washing pots. Until I wanted me to wash the pot. And we had that compromise. So we, we, I don't, it's not something we really want to know, but still, but that's what I'm saying. We, we will adjust more to, because it's a, a man, you don't think a man coined this term, happy wife, happy life. You don't think some type of adjustment has to be going on on the man's part? Hmm. Yeah, but how change when you when you think about that term? I mean, I don't agree with it because a relationship is both ways, right? So you what? want to be as a queen, you must treat a man like a king. It's a mutual. Okay. Thank you. It's a mutual. Yes. I don't subscribe to that. However, mm-hmm. however, if no, I don't subscribe to each other. Mm-mm. So if if you're if you're going to use that term though, on what basis, what kind of changes the man is making so much so that they have to say happy wife, happy life, or happy wife, happy marriage? It's not change. It's just it's just us adjusting. 
Yeah. No, right. but no, but I mean, yeah, just what? No, it's, it's, it's just, okay. A man will most likely not care what color the curtains are. Agreed? But if she wants to change mm, okay. it, they will say, alright, fine. Change it. It's just things like that, like small things like that, that if you never, how much times ever your man said, all right, we're going to change the curtain to whatever color it may be. Yeah, but that's, that's still not a fair explanation. And you know why? It's, it's not a fair explanation because the man doesn't care about the curtain. If it's something that you both care about, no, then that's where the true test comes in. Because a man is indifferent towards the color of the curtains. It's going to, he's going to adjust naturally. Yeah. And really, when you think about it, there's no adjustment being made because he didn't care about the color of the curtains to begin with. So that's we, not a fear. That's not a fear. Okay. Give me some more. I'm um, already adjusted. We adjust to almost everything, to be honest with you. No, you don't. But men don't care about no, you don't. things. Men don't care about a lot of things. And that is probably why you think it's much easier for men to adjust. Because they just go with the flow. And that and you see, it's it's easier said than done. Because you cannot go with the flow because you don't care about it. But if you both care about it, right? And it comes down to making a change then see how easy it is to make the change because you're already invested in something I know you're going to have to make a change see how easy it is to adjust to whatever change you're going to make but we still do because the whole the nature of our relationship is compromised the whole nature of it is compromised like we compromise but who compromises more in a relationship do you That's think the woman does what are you talking about the woman does that is not even a question question exactly what are you asking I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Look here. Look here. I never like this because I am one man right here. So and you on the phone trying to do this thing for men. Listen. Woman <laughs> Woman compromise. That is listen, listen. I you know, sir, you know, sir. I was saying, I was saying today because I saw I saw a clip of a 90-something-year-old man. I think I put it on my status. A 90-something-year-old man divorced his... I think he was 92, and he divorced his 90-year-old wife because he found out that in 1940 she cheated or something like that. Brother. Brother. <laughs> and I, I was saying... That was <laughs> I was saying... What I was saying is... That is foolishness. You know why? Because if it is the woman that had found out that he was cheating... At this point in her life, when she's almost ready to say glory, it she yeah, because you kind of expected. Um, let's not go there. Ah, I like that. I like that. I like that. You know what? Compromising is expected that the woman is supposed to compromise, but for the man. So when I mention no. it, my husband is no because no, she disrespects him. No, women and men view cheating differently. But at the end of the day, cheating is cheating. Right? Because it depends on who you cheat with. That's the next thing. Because supposing cheat with him, brother. That's that <laughs> kind of unforgivable. Yeah, but you know, the funniest thing about that is that it's unforgivable. You may still end up talking to your brother and divorce the person that you were with. No, who I, who are you making so, the greater sacrifice for? No, some people, no, some people, some people lock up them, brother. Some people have cut them family members off because I cheated. Yeah, that's <laughs> I've seen that shit personally. 
Some people cut them family members off because them cheat with a family member. I've seen That's that. So true. That's so true. Jade, you know what I was thinking? When you mm-hmm. look at the relationships, the history of relationship overall, who has given up their dream to accommodate the other person's dream? Woman. No, woman. woman. Who are you trying well, to give up their dream? Now, the wives woman. always give up their dream to make the husband do what he needs to do. Always. Always. And, and that is why you have a lot of women now. That's why you have a lot of women now who don't want to get married or don't want to be in some yeah, committed but, relationships because they know they're going to have to give up but that, something. But and something important. Look here, yeah, man. Suppose it is that, Adrian. Suppose your spouse had said to you, no. Come out of the I army or whatever. Come out of the army. I will come come out out of the army. <laughs> you come out? You yeah. still mess up, bro? No, no, no. You still mess no. up, bro? I, I, All right, so we know you're bandit to whatever for a certain amount of time. Yeah, Use a different example. If it was a All job. Right. Mm. All right, so if it was a regular job then, and she said to you, um, I don't want you to do that anymore. Come out of it. You will... All right, hold on, hold on. I don't even want to use that. What I want to ask you. All right. Adrian, you're very active on social media. Very Am active. <laughs> okay. Yes, <you> <laughs> so, if it is that she said to you, listen, I don't want you to be commenting on so many pictures or whatever it is, you're going to stop? Yeah. Um, give, it, no, it, oh, give you a funny story. Okay. That has happened before. Okay. <laughs> not, my, not my present post, you know, but the one before. Like she, There was an issue with me having specific people commenting under my pictures. Mm. Mm. This, is, this, is, this is how I view it, right? You, you have to weigh, is this thing worth my relationship? Yes, yes. Okay. Ask yourself that. Mm-hmm. Is it worth it? And if the answer is no, then the decision will be easier. Okay. And it was. Like, it was, all right, fine. She, she didn't like certain girls calling me after a specific time and we, we, we went back and forth with it and then you know, we said all right fine after a certain time phone put down somewhere and it's not going to you know but right yeah it, it's it's not it's not that it's not that serious like okay fine i i know my relationship with this person she has insecurities of it and it, it's it's I can't look at her and tell her how to feel about a situation. If she feels it, then she feels it. It's all right. My job to appease her in that situation. It's not going to happen all the time. But at that point, mm-hmm. yeah, it's not worth it's not worth the effort. It's not worth the argument. So yeah, because those things chip away at relationships. It's not, it's not going to be a major thing that is a catastrophe that like the relationship is going to be, but it's going to chip away, chip away, chip away, chip away, and it, it will come up in every single argument. Remember this, but so I'll just say, you know what? Skip it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I can never I, understand I, I, how females that. No, I absolutely hate it. I think once I put something to rest, it, it is resting. That is it. No, nah, it never is resting. It's in the back of your mind, bumbling around. 
<laughs> well, that means that you didn't resolve the situation. And for me, I like to resolve things. That's how I move forward. And if it comes back up, it's highly likely it was never resolved. Because ignoring something doesn't make it go away. Ignoring something doesn't solve an issue. You have to deal with it. So if somebody keeps bringing up something, it means that whatever resolution there was to be made was not made. But I can never understand that because it basically defeats the whole purpose of moving forward. It's, it's just a waste of time and it achieves absolutely nothing. Yeah, true. Mm. I agree. I agree. But I'm still going to stand on the fact that women... Um, they make more sacrifices. They they are the ones that um, give up more. They're the ones that change more yes. for the relationship. I'm, I'm still, I'm, I'm still going to stand by No, no, no. I wasn't and disputing they, that. I was disputing who adjusts to change. Better. Well, I think the women Men. are just better too. Nah. I think... I think the women are just better. Listen, I'm in a re- I, I was in a relationship and I had to migrate. And trust me, my spouse wouldn't go to Jamaica and adjust better. He wouldn't. Okay? <laughs> I know. I know. That oh, for me, I had to make, I had to make the adjustments mm-hmm. because this brother would not have made it down there and, mm-hmm. and adjust well down there at all. I know that for a fact. Mm-hmm. And there are so many... You know what? You're not, no, no, it's the impelling me. So I must make you talk. You know, I am not going to make you talk because he wants somebody else to be on his side where it is concerned. I'm not doing it. Nah, all right. This is, this is why, right? You, you're probably com- coming. To, <laughs> I'm just going to say it. You're, you're, you're probably coming to this from like a myopic point of view, right? So you think uh, you are just better. But at the end of the day, I've seen. Like, I've had conversations with friends and I've seen how men adjust. But the thing is, we don't we don't put it, like, out there like that. We don't do it overtly. Like, a woman will always someone say, look how much things I did for you. And a man will probably never survive. But he adjusts. He, make, he makes sacrifices behind the scenes. But you probably will never know because men aren't like that. We don't boast on sacrifices that we make. You know what? I was about to say that I have a a close friend. Um, She was in Manchester and her partner is here in Kingston and they established a relationship. Um, They met through her at her workplace. She was working at a bank there and he met her there and established a relationship there. And they have been together for about two years now and they wanted to cement the relationship and move forward and that would mean that somebody had to move. And mm-hmm. he didn't want to move. He didn't see how moving would work for him. And she packed the first of her move to Kingston. She, she applied for a job. She got it. And she packed the first of her move to Kingston because she is adjusting better to what is her own. Yeah. Than no, no, no. He Who could not adjust to the... He, could, he admitted, he admitted that adjust. he could not have adjusted to the, change in, the changes in, in Manchester. Yes, and but so, who makes... Who makes more financially? Who makes more financially? Yeah. She's in a senior position in the in the institution that she's working. I don't know what their salary uh, means. Like. Because but, the finances is what's gonna make that decision very easy. Well, she's she's making a good good salary. I don't know what his is like, but she has a senior position at uh, Scotia. Um and 
Yeah. This is what I said. You earlier. know what I was told? I was told that listen, my life is already here and I cannot just get up, take up everything. And I can't just leave everything because I've been working in this place. I'm a senior there. I have so and so more years and whatever it is. So me did I look on it and say, so me not have no life down there. We don't go nowhere. No. Mm-mm. But in the end, I still had to pack up my thing and leave so that there's the other a, person there's an external I had to leave and go to because obviously yeah. the life I was having wasn't better. So I had to make adjustments, obviously. Because it's always always the woman that have to get up. No. You know and why no, 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 no. I'm going to say something that's very controversial, but you know why most times it's the woman that has to adjust to the change in that aspect because a man makes more. And whoever makes more money, it's, it's, kind of it's kind of easier for that adjustment to happen because if, I was, if I'm making $100,000 a year, right, and you're making half that, and you ask, we need to cement this relationship in one location, it's going to be immensely harder for... for for the adjustment to happen on my part going to you because you make less. Because you're, you're, you, have to, you have to factor in, I'm going to move there and for a specific period of time, I will have no job, no way to support you and all of that. You get me? What if, let me, let me interject, what if you got a transfer from where you are to where she is in the same position and you're getting the same pay or you're getting more? Would you move? I would. Really? Because oh, I, really? I really don't think your salary yeah. should be the basis on deciding whether or not you're moving. It should be a lot more than that. But I'm just saying, I'm happy you put that out as something because it's reasonable to say, okay, all right, let's 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 compare the salaries and see who's making mm-hmm. more. And, you know, it would be, it would make more sense for whomever to move. But that is not always the case. In some relationships, you have women making more than the men and they still make the adjustments. They move from where they are mm-hmm. to go to them. And, I, and, and mm-hmm. I've seen it. Yeah, that's a, that's that at that point is not only a compromise, it's a sacrifice. That's that's what it is because she's not she's probably not going to make the same amount that she makes there. Because at the end of the day, a relationship is not only feelings, it's also finances and economics. Because if you rely solely on feelings, feelings can go to the supermarket, go go fill your, your pantry every week. There has to be that aspect where it's all right, common sense has to prevail. So, all right, listen, this is what it is. If I come here, I'm going to make this amount of money. And will you? Because let's be frank here women leave men for financial reasons. Lot of mercy. (laughs) That is true. But that also speaks about (laughs) what they went into the relationship for that had an ulterior motive. Yeah, well, speaking of ulterior motives, you know who um still Stephen Jackson is? No, but enlightening. Okay. Stephen Jackson, Stephen Jackson is, a, is a basketball player. He was courting his fiance for years, right? And he said right out from, from the courtship days to the girlfriend days that I need a prenup. And she said she agreed to the prenup. The wedding day, she didn't sign the prenup. And he left her at the altar. $400,000 wedding. Leave her. Huh. <laughs> because it's the same thing. Like, she she had an ulterior motive in uh, that relationship. 
Yeah, right? she's going and after she, the money. I, I will say she keeps closing for years. But he had to make a change and he changed her. So you know, nothing changing right now. It's just a sign of Maria because she's probably still looking for somebody who have money to go and deal with. Yeah, but the thing is, usually people show them colors quicker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, when money is involved, yeah, you see people true colors, especially when the money is removed from the situation. Mm-hmm. And the, the, everything was that prenup, which they discussed prior to going into a relationship. But that's what that's that's what we're going back to the beginning to talk about. You talk about things prior to, but then when it's supposed to happen and the reality hits the changes mm-hmm. that are there, you know. So as as you know, as it was said earlier. Even even in courtship, you talk about things you do whatever. After marriage, or when you're supposed to marry, things people change their mind, or people's true color show up and everything. Then what do you do? You have to make a decision as to either go forward or to step back and evaluate this decision and evaluate if it is I want to move on from there. But guess what? Our time has gone with Ramani and Adrian. I want to thank you guys so much for being on the podcast. Um, definitely, I want to have a conversation with both of you on cheating, you know, because that one had spurred a lot. I definitely want to have that conversation with both of you on cheating and how a woman sees cheating differently from how a man sees cheating. That topic's supposed to be very interesting. But, um, <laughs> on, you know, we're going to definitely be here again next week, Tuesday. And thank you, everybody, for listening in and commenting and liking. It's appreciated. So yeah, big up on yourself and we'll definitely be back again next week Tuesday on The Unfiltered by Jade.